Once COVID-19 hit, I knew I wanted to restart this podcast. Like many of my friends, I'm sure you're wondering how to date right now. So pardon the lower quality audio of my guests, and let's get to talking about how to date right now. Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women that are going to answer your questions, and I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send in your questions at debugdating.com questions. Now, ladies, please introduce yourselves. My name is Dee, and I've lived in a bunch of places all over the U.S., but I grew up in Texas, and I'm in my early 40s. After you've met me for a little bit, you would think that I was sparkly and fun and optimistic, but also like has her shit together and gets work done. What I would be looking for in a partner would be somebody interesting and fun and curious, yet stable and devoted. And those are sometimes contradictory, but I'm hopeful that I can find them in one person. Um, um, I grew up all over the place. And so I feel like I have a perpetual new kid syndrome, which makes me really adaptable, kind of a chameleon. I can generally get to know and connect with anyone uh, within a few minutes of meeting them. And I really love people, which has made this whole COVID-19 experience especially difficult. Um, I consider myself an extrovert, pretty bubbly, uh, maternally optimistic, insatiable curiosity. I work as a strategy director at an ad agency. And so um, I'm kind of on the pulse of what's culturally happening. Yeah, it's been hard to be sequestered in my little bubble of an apartment these days. I'm honestly not one of those people who has a list or a set of criteria. I think I know it when I see it. And to be honest, I've dated a lot of different types of people in the past. I like honesty and somebody who's themselves, who knows who they are and who lives their truth, (laughs) whatever that means. First off, I just wanted to ask, how is the coronavirus shelter in place, all of that going for you? Just give us a quick bit of context for you. The quarantine sucks. No, I'm making the best of it, but I recently downloaded Hinge and it's been about a year since I downloaded a dating app. The last time around, it lasted about three weeks for me until I realized that I just enjoyed meeting people organically in person a lot more, the old-fashioned way, but you can't really do it the old-fashioned way anymore. So I'm resorting to desperation. (laughs) And I don't know. Like I said, I've just started scratching the surface. I downloaded the app last week and had my first virtual date a couple days ago. It was kind of a test run. And to be honest, it kind of just felt like a continuation of the Zoom conference call that has become my life these days. So a little bit unsatisfying. (laughs) And you get that kinetic chemistry when you're interfacing with someone one-on-one in the flesh and it doesn't really quite translate online. So yeah, I, I guess to be honest, I'm still sort of feeling it out. But in general, the quarantine has been fine. And as a single person living by herself, I really just have missed that kind of companionship. Human intimacy. It's important. It is. (laughs) 
for me, I ended a long-term tumultuous relationship around Christmas time. So I was taking a little bit of time off and had just sort of hopped back in and on a multitude of apps and it's nice and distracting, but I actually haven't gone on a virtual date yet. I suggested one and he came back with a completely inappropriate answer. And so that didn't proceed. What was the inappropriate answer? Oh my God, now I have to know. Oh, sure. We've been chatting even before shelter in place and it was going pretty well. It was like on the verge of like we would be scheduling an in-person date and we were continuing to chat. And I said, well, how do you feel about doing like a video um, or Zoom or something? And his response was only if you're naked. And like, wow, if we've been having like sexy talk or any of that leading up to this. Maybe that would be appropriate, but we hadn't. We had been having, you know, normal datey, get to know you question, et cetera. And this is on Tinder. And in my Tinder profile, it says, I'm on Tinder to date, not just hook up. And so my next reply to him was, reminder, I'm on Tinder to date, not just hook up. And three days later, he had not written anything. And I was like, unmatch. And it had been like so promising before all of this. So mm. suck. That's too bad. Yeah. What's the first thing you're going to do in the regard to dating when quarantine is over? Part of me feels I'm going to do the animalistic, hedonistic route and just rage because I haven't had human contact in so long. But part of me feels like I've learned a level of restraint in quarantine and I would hope that, you know, I'd take it slow. I'm not sure what will happen exactly. Depends how long this period of time is extended. <laughs> For me, I'm hopeful that there will be a, you know, small queue of fellows I would like to meet in person, and then we can get that scheduled. And then on the other side, I actually hope that it does actually slow things down a little bit. I feel like things move physically quite fast. And this, there was some meme about how this is like going back to courtship and actually getting to know somebody, and that feels kind of nice. Isn't it also kind of agonizing, though? I feel like my experience on Hinge has been you write someone on Hinge and then it takes a day for them to respond and then you respond and then it takes a day for them to respond back. And then a day later, maybe you set up a date and like a week will pass and then you set up a virtual date and you're just kind of thinking the entire time in the back of your mind, what is the point? Like, why are we doing this? What is the end goal exactly? You know what I mean? What's the point? <laughs> Is it to cue them up so that they're waiting? You're just like wanting a line so that you could just start dating when this is all over. <laughs> yeah, like a bakery thing. You can take a ticket, you know, next, next, next. You know, you can call the number. <laughs> <laughs> now serving date 47. Yeah. That is an optimistic number. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, confidence. 47. In terms of priority level, where was dating before for you and where is it now? Oh, that's a really good question. I was on this charge before the coronavirus of really living my fullest single life. And I had just gotten out of a relationship and I was very comfortable being alone. And then it's kind of a crazy story, but I decided to move in with a roommate because I wanted some company. And she ended up staying with her family in San Diego when all of this started. So I've been literally living in an apartment alone since the start, despite trying to find company. And so I think part of connecting to people, even if it's through a dating app, is just, again, for that human contact to make a connection and, and, and ultimately just meet 
people outside of my little bubble. So I feel like dating has taken a higher priority just because it's kind of been a distraction, a welcome distraction lately. For me, I would say the priority is about the same. I don't feel like it's changed dramatically. I do have a roommate and a dog, so that helps. I'm sure that helps a lot. Have you changed your distance? I know a lot of different uh, apps, Tinder in particular, but others as well, have allowed you to start chatting with people further away. So have you changed sort of the match distance or started chatting with people that are much further away? I have not. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to think because, again, this is like the first time I've downloaded a dating app for a very long time, like the impetus was the coronavirus. So I think mm-hmm. prior to this period, I was not on any dating apps pretty adamantly because I much prefer meeting people in real life. And so I'm just thinking about, I didn't even know that was a preference that you could adjust the dating radius. Now I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's useful for like, you know, do you only want to be five miles away or 25 miles away oh. or 50 miles away? But the goal is for the quarantine to end at some point, right? I mean, I'm not looking for an intimate pen pal. I'm looking for someone to actually see in person. So let's not date someone who lives in Albuquerque. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, It didn't honestly make sense to me either. That's why I was curious. There is a fellow who wants to have, you know, sexy time on video. He's available. Yeah. Isn't that what porn is for? <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, back in 2013, when I was back, I was like halftime in Park City, Utah and halftime in San Francisco, I would actually deliberately change my location depending on where I was. And turns out the the relationship I got out of, he was snowboarding in Park City and lived in San Francisco. And I met him because he changed his location to Park City. So I've used it for traveling, but I haven't used it here to expand my diameter but, you know, I was talking to somebody last night and I think he lives in Potrero Hill. And I was like, well, you could actually be in my building right now. It would still be long distance. Definitely. Yes. All right. So what are you looking for from men that you match with online? And particularly, how has that changed with the coronavirus quarantine, whatever you want to call it, shelter in place? It's kind of like a very shallow question, but also a very deep question. And I'm, I'm thinking about my own sort of inclinations because the first time I downloaded Hinge, I was very wide open. I was like, anyone, let's just see what the world has to offer. And and then I think that's why I deleted it after three weeks because it was just too much. It was just a bombardment of, you know, diverse perspectives and almost inundated with that kind of like endless, the endless options, the endless roulette of the dating app world. And this time I skewed a little bit older. And I'm trying to think about, you know, psychologically why I would do that. And I think I'm just looking for someone who has his shit together and is a little more grounded and knows what he wants. And because I don't really want to spend the quarantine playing games. (laughs) I just don't. I don't find that amusing. And yeah, and maybe I just want someone who is a little like me in terms of, you know, just wanting to get to the point. I don't think my parameters have changed, but I haven't been on the apps for a while. So I think when I re-downloaded it, it was like, oh, here she is and reactivated things. And so I had to go in and scooch the age range a bit because it'd been a few years since I was super active on them. But otherwise, it's similar. Nice. 
So given that it's harder to meet up right now, do you find it easier or harder to feel comfortable with a guy? Harder for sure. And maybe it's just because I haven't had enough experience virtually dating and maybe I'll just get more comfortable. This is like a good run for me too, just having a human conversation and feeling like I can be vulnerable in a digital context because it's hard to open up when you're looking at a screen, at least in my experience. It's hard to kind of look into the window of your computer application and feel like you can really be yourself because in a weird way, you're also looking at yourself. You know what I mean? So you see that mirror staring back at you and you can't really be present, meaning you can't look into the other person's eyes and feel their kind of energy and connect with them in a physical way. And so I think that barrier does present some real challenges when you're trying to to get to know someone for the first time. That was definitely getting some nods from D and I. D, anything else you want to add to that? Well, I think that there's lots of ways you can connect with somebody, but then there's this like ineffable physical presence because there can be lots of things that match up on the phone and on paper and via text and email or messaging or whatever. And then you meet somebody and you're like, oh, but yeah, thanks. You know, you're great, but there's not a spark, right? And that's going to be difficult, right? If you invest a bunch of time on these apps, messaging and Zooming and whatever, and then you get to bakery number 47 and like really excited and not, you know. No, I'm just wondering because you you mentioned a spark, feeling a spark. And do you feel that via Zoom? I haven't had a Zoom date yet. I only offered once or like sort of brought it up once and got, you know, that answer. Mm. I don't know. Are you more attracted to optimists or realists, particularly versus before, because now we're in quarantine? I am more attracted to realists because I kind of fucking hate those people who are like, I'm kind of enjoying the quarantine. I'm just learning so many new things and I'm learning how to bake. And all of a sudden I'm a gardener. Look at my sourdough bread. I have all of these fermentation projects. I've learned how to make kombucha. I love the quarantine. It's like, no, you don't. And if you do, you're a fucking freak. I hate the quarantine. We all want it to end. So maybe that's just me. I enjoy a realist. Dee is cracking up. All right. (laughs) I was going to say I usually like optimist, and I think that holds through quarantine. But after listening to your tirade, I agree with you. So I wouldn't even call these people optimists. I think I would call them like privileged Pollyannas, you know? Makes sense. So D, within the way that you would define it, what is the optimist that you're attracted to that is not the privileged Pollyanna, you know, as you were describing? Somebody who has a positive outlook on life, like who's looking forward to getting out of this and proceeding with their life as is and understanding that this is a necessary current state of events rather than doom and gloom. Like I got a message of like, how are you preparing for Armageddon as like an opening line? And I was like, but I'm not preparing for Armageddon. (laughs) That's getting some very big freaked out eye expressions from all of us. Wow. Yeah. What was at least some of their photos, you know, them in like a emergency shelter or (laughs) did that vaguely make sense with their profile or was it completely out of the blue? It was out of the blue. Okay. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that was not well received. So gentlemen, don't use that as a first message. 
I mean, unless you have a profile full of like toilet paper and sanitizer and you're like, you know, foraging and hunting skills, then maybe then you're like offering yourself up as an entirely different kind of package. S, you were going to say something? It feels like that's the opening line for literally everyone on every dating app is how are you holding up during the quarantine? What are you doing with your shelter time? What is coronavirus like for you? And it's like, yes, I understand we're all in this together. But beyond that, can you relate to me in a different way? And so I feel like if somebody offered up a different perspective or had a different lead, it would probably catch my attention more than the guy who's just like, how are you spending your quarantine time? You know what I mean? What do you think an example of that would be? Like what, what would you want them to ask you or tell you for that matter? I don't know. I always find, and I don't know the dating app algorithm yet. So I have like a ratio of like one to five sexy pictures to normal pictures on my dating profile. And I always find that the people who are like super responsive to the one sexy photo are the people that I actively avoid. Like, oh, wow, that really caught my eye. Okay, next. And also, I guess it depends on the dating platform because I'm only on Hinge, but on Hinge, you can kind of like write little blurbs about your personal philosophy or, you know, whatever you're wanting in a man, et cetera, et cetera. And I always find that when people respond thoughtfully to those prompts, it's more interesting to me than what are you doing with your shelter time? You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Totally. So just calling it out, guys, as I've so often indicated on this podcast, respond to something on her profile. Don't just say, you know, in this case, how's coronavirus? Or for that matter, how's your weekend? Actually respond to something she wrote. To make it feel personal and to make it feel like you're actually paying attention and you're listening and you're curious. Right. Because otherwise you think that they cut and paste and just, you know, sent it to 50 women to see what happens. Which is probably what they're doing. (laughs) A lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Copy and paste doesn't work that well. It's a numbers game. I get it. So normally, how long would you want to wait to go on a first date outside of quarantine, to be clear? I feel like as soon as possible. I mean, here's the crazy thing. I feel like the sooner you can actually meet someone and talk to them, the sooner you can determine whether or not they're a person you might have a connection with. And so that's what's been difficult about this period of time is you can't really instantly offer that up as a possibility. You do have to sort of nurture the relationship in a different way. And for me, it's an agonizing process because it's not my style. (laughs) But I think that's just me personally. But the good thing is, it's almost like an interview, a job interview where you can talk to someone for five minutes and know if they're right for the job. And I feel like this is what quarantine dating is going to be like for me it's like just a series of zoom calls or facetime it's like okay five minutes i get it done maybe it's more efficient that way d how about you it might be more efficient i think normally after we've had you know maybe two or three conversations online and generally when i say conversation it means that if we happen to both be online at the same time so it's not like the one day i write something and the next day they write something and like you know last night there was somebody who was just a back and forth for like 20 minutes so like one of those would be fine to go out you know one two or three of those like nice interactions where i can see that they're witty and interesting and responsive but now it's just like forever in the future Yeah. So now that there's the shelter in place, how long are you willing to forego meeting a guy in person? 
I guess until the governor tells us that we can go outside. <laughs> it's not really up to me. Yeah. I mean, I think that Mayor Breed just issued an order that we all have to wear masks outside our houses and our cars today or yes, tomorrow effective possibly. And so even when we do go on a date, we'll be like face covered. Like we'll look like this. And she's pulling up a, a uh, bandana to cover her mouth and her nose. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. But maybe there's going to be a test where we know if we have the antibodies that, you know, we've already had coronavirus and we can meet people that way and we can put it on our dating app. Like I've had coronavirus. It's like having herpes. Like we both have had it. Now we can meet without fear, without masks. (laughs) Nice. That would be a very interesting Tinder badge. Already had corona. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so... That actually leads me very well into my next question, which is how are you thinking about or are you thinking about breaking quarantine? You mean when this is all over? No, I mean like you meet some awesome guy and he's like, hey, why don't you come over to my place or why don't we go to the park and meet each other? Things like that. The reason I ask is the guy who submitted this question, because these are all from real guys he added some context of a woman on a third virtual date suggested, let's go break quarantine and see each other. So I'm curious what your reaction is if say a guy suggested that. Okay. So I'm going to be real with you because I'm S on this show. So I'm anonymous, but I had like a few guys who I was seeing strictly as booty calls before the coronavirus and all of them immediately wanted to break quarantine. It's like, Hey, we can be quarantine buddies. It's like I heard this across the board. And for me, it would have to be someone who I was genuinely, I felt like there was something special beyond just sex. If I felt like I'm just going to break quarantine for a booty call, I feel like I'm, I don't know, disobeying my core obligations as a citizen. (laughs) I want to be a good girl. You know what I mean? Like it has to be something, someone really important for me to, to cross that line. Because at this point, I mean, it's not that long of a wait. We can wait. Okay. It's a couple weeks. It's fine. Thank you for being a good citizen. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I agree. Although like, I feel like I might feel impatient if it was like a third grade virtual date, but I don't know. I'm nowhere near that at this point, but there's definitely been guys on apps who like, think that a great first date is suggesting that he comes over to my house. And I'm like, no, that's not an okay first date (laughs) ever. And just to be clear, was that before a virtual first date or was it like, okay, so it was literally we're on Tinder. Hey, this is going great. How about I come over tomorrow or tonight or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I'm also on Hinge and Bumble too. I don't remember which one it was on, but like it's happened a few times where they feel like it's appropriate to invite themselves to my house for date one. And I go, no. Yeah. Yeah. Since the audience can't see the expressions on your faces right now, tell us what those expressions mean. I'm just horrified. I feel like it's the same. It's like a guy who wants to have sex without a condom on the first day. It's just gross, dirty. How many people is he offering this up to? That's what I want to know. He's just running around, dating every girl on Bumble, walking into their house with his dirty Corona hands, off limits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's not okay. I mean, to follow on your, like, you know, without a condom analogy, it's like he's just waving his dick around wondering who he might hit with it, and it's just not okay. That is a lovely mental image. Excellent. (laughs) So in case it's not obvious enough, guys, do not be suggesting, hey, we've never even had a Zoom call. How about I come over and we just knock boots? That is not a good way to go. Don't suggest coming over as a first date. Not cool. Gonna ask because you're on multiple dating apps, and I'm wondering if there's like a difference or nuances in the types of responses you get across platforms. Because I heard some statistics somewhere saying that online dating is up like 30% right now. Just just more the platforms are saturated with lonely, quarantine single people. And I'm wondering what your experience has been, if there's really a difference. I have not noticed, although I have not been closely tracking. I basically, you know, go to bed and open up the apps and, you know, do my little couple minutes in each one and then go to bed. (laughs) I check mine on bathroom breaks, break up the day. So the next question is very vague, but I think it actually will be helpful to hear your answer. How do I go on dates now? And when I'm asking this, I'm not saying tell him the obvious, you know, how to go on a date, but like, what are the kind of dates you would like to go on right now? Well, something that I did with a girlfriend is that we downloaded the same show and then we watched it together and we were, you know, having food and drink while, and then commentary on the thing that was a Cirque du Soleil show, right? So we were commenting on what was happening and stuff. And that might be kind of fun. You would like get to know their taste or their reactions and it would be a shared experience. I would do that. No, I'm not very creative, maybe, because I see all of those BuzzFeed articles about how to connect with friends. And it's like, do a Netflix party or cook the same meal on YouTube or whatever. And I feel like whenever I have genuinely engaging conversations with people, it's usually just like on a FaceTime and I'm like a five-year-old pointing at different things in my room. Like, look at this thing that I have and look at this other thing. And like, look, now I'm walking to this other place. Are you walking to a place? Show me where you're walking. And so I think that's probably what most days will look like for me for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so actually I will be totally honest. I've done uh, those not as dates, but just, you know, social things as well. And tour of my house is actually really fun right? because it's kind of like the the first time you come, you bring someone over and you get to see the books on their shelf or whatever. Yeah. It's entertaining the mundane. It's like, show me what's in your refrigerator. Oh, you look like you're low on milk. When are you going to go to the grocery store? Tell me more about your grocery store. How often do you go? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That, that is definitely a level of mundane I have not experienced, but yeah. interesting. Okay. Good to know. Oh, tell me about these fixtures in your bathroom. When was the last time you de-rested them? Are you going to do that over the weekend? Maybe I can watch. <laughs> wow. Very electrifying dates. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Maybe this is why I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What She's Thinking. To help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. And to get your questions answered, go to debugdating.com slash questions. Finally, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. What else you'd like to hear? Anything that you think would make it better? Feel free to email me at greg at debugdating.com. Thanks, and stay safe out there.